goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of my Haunted Life podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. How are you all doing today? I know I went down with some horrible allergies, oddly enough. So did my cat. Yes, my cat has allergies. He has a lot of health issues. No, not the podcat. The other one. We're okay now, but we were a little bit miserable there for a little bit. That being said, for the podcast today, I was supposed to have my wonderful guest in person for the interview, but I felt so bad and was a little bit worried about COVID that we decided to meet virtually instead. That being said, I did come back negatively, so definitely allergies from hell. I also want to give a reminder for those on the Patreon page. We are doing a live Q&A tonight, hangout, whatever, where we're going to be talking about hauntings, we'll be drinking wine, really want to talk about the Cecil Hotel documentary, because I just watched it and I have thoughts. Anyways, on today's podcast, I have the wonderful makers behind A Little Alchemy. For part of my day job, I have been making witch subscription boxes for pagan holidays, and one of the most important things to me is to build community. And I really love showcasing my friends and fellow makers. The gents of uh, Little Alchemy are the featured artists for the Beltane boxes, which go on sale tomorrow. Friday the 16th for the subscribers and to the general public on Monday the 19th. I talked to a little alchemy who specializes in self-care items like soap and bath bombs with a dark twist, which we'll go into. We talk business, inspiration, movies, and new popular ways to receive horror. So let's get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea. Make sure the doors are locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm on with the guys behind A Little Alchemy. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, uh, I'm Gabriel. And I'm Ember. And we're A Little Alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> so what is Little Alchemy? So Little Alchemy is um, skincare, um, cosmetics. Uh, well, cosmetics in the fact of like skincare, bath bombs, like self self-treating materials and products and stuff Um, but with more of a bit of a darker twist (laughs) so how would you describe that darker twist it's 
pretty universal because it's not necessarily like what I guess everybody would perceive as dark, but it is more like interesting and it kind of I feel plays into people's um like hidden desires especially people that aren't normally into more of the mystical and and dark it kind of feels like a, a bridge between the two because then we have um some clientele who do like our like skulls and coffin bath bombs um but then we also have people that aren't normally into things like that that still find the things interesting and kind of like almost like a guilty pleasure sort of thing whenever they're like oh a skull bath bomb that makes me feel so so evil. <laughs> <It's not me. laughs> no, I, I, oh, I should have, I'm like, do I have time to run over and grab all my stuff? I still have, like, my, my Samhain soap that you made, and I still have the, the cat bath bomb, because I'm, like, saving that for special occasions. I've done the other ones, because they're kind of addicting. So where did you come up with the idea for this? Where, why uh, it was my idea oh. is because a very 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 long time ago in the 90s <laughs> there was a web store called goth rosary okay and it was run by one woman and she basically she basically just made goth rosaries that's what she did and she would make them custom so you could have little skulls where the our fathers are supposed to be or you know things like that but um she started making soaps and things and colognes and sprays and the cool thing about them is they were all very interesting smelling like she had one that was called crypt and it smelled mm. like a mossy kind of crypty area mm. and one called seattle rain which smelled really yummy and just nice and fresh so that's where we got calum from on ours but um she got to the point where she got a little overwhelmed because it was just her and she made products and things and she had to kind of shut down so i was sad that i could never get those things again so i decided i wanted to make those things oh i love that it's like a homage almost mm -hmm. yeah yeah we even contacted her and let her know yeah because we kept kind of talking about it and i was like oh like i, I miss those scents and i miss those things he's like well he's like we could probably make them and then so he started looking into ingredients and recipes and um, we started making them for ourselves and then um, had like other people we knew try them and people were like, oh, do you sell this? How much is this? And we're like, oh, um, here. And they're like, that's too cheap. And I'm like, okay, here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun thing is like we, we can make these products and stuff, but they're still really affordable because like we make all the packaging ourselves. We're not outsourcing a lot of stuff. Um, we make everything from scratch. We don't really use a lot of bases. Um, so it does make it cheaper to make, um, which also makes it, um, like more affordable to sell mm -hmm. and which is nice because it becomes more affordable for people. So, um, it makes it enjoyable because we are a local company that's making everything by hand, just us too. Um, but we also have a large pride in our work to the point where we have so many people that ask us like, Oh, like, where's your corporate located? Do you have a store? <laughs> I'm like, uh, we are corporate. <laughs> yeah. So not not gonna lie there were a few like conventions and shows we did together that i'm like i want to go talk to them but they're way too big to talk to me no so i i was i was very intimidated not gonna lie i'm like i'm not even gonna waste their time oh my god people are like how long have you been doing this like two years and like really like yeah yeah oh my god which now we're running on five years um, that we've had the business for um it was interesting though because like when people initially were like oh like y'all should start producing and, and making making things and we we're like okay but we didn't want to do etsy because the like the fees were really high for yeah. us 
Um, so then we went with um, like Shopify instead because we were like, well, we could have our own domain name, our own website. We can make it actually look like an official website. Um, but um, of course, the cost behind like the products and everything was a bit of an issue. So we actually did initially try a Kickstarter oh. um, at first, which I think if you scroll back far enough in our Instagram, you'll see like the Kickstarter like posts and like, hey, like if you'd like to see this okay. become something, help us. Yeah. But uh, we actually didn't meet our goal. Oh, no. <laughs> at all. Um, and it was just because I guess we didn't get enough word of mouth out there. Um, not enough people. I, I feel I felt understood what it was mm-hmm. um, too. Um, so after that, we were like, "Well, like we'll just do it on our own." Yeah, we'll just we'll just do it ourselves. <laughs> and then, Fine. so we just we just jumped in and kind of poured everything we we had and we had been making into it. Um, and so it's kind of become our little like business love child. <laughs> so like it's. Um, all of our all of our money, all of our time goes into it. Like um, Ember works on it all day, uh, making labels and uh, making she products. Makes, like, all the labels. I glue together all the boxes. Oh, so your little goblin cat boxes are all put together by me. Yeah. Oh. And even the spell books too. The, he made the books from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't um, throw those away. Not gonna lie, that the spell book <laughs> is still in my bathroom. I can't get rid of it. It's too freaking cute. Make them like sturdy too, because we know people will like kind of keep them for like keepsakes and stuff yeah. or even as decoration, which we which we kind of want because um, we feel that like like kind of nothing go to waste sort of thing. Yeah. Or at least we try to do that as much as we can. It's very you know, we sustainable. Have some friends that will get like one of the coffin bath bombs and we're like, how'd you like it? And they're like, oh, how do you see it? Like, it's in my bathroom. It looks too pretty. And I like <laughs> to smell it more. I only used my coffin one like last week. Because <laughs> they are, they they literally decorate my bathroom, so it just means I have to get more. Yes, that's what we always tell people. I'm like, okay, get one for the bathroom and then one to try because they're they're really good. They last a while. <laughs> um, and that was the other thing too that um, as we delved more into it, we did realize like that there were a lot of things wrong with other bath bombs that were out there as far as like ingredients go. Oh. Um, so like certain ones they just have like really no benefits to them um whereas ours we try to impart more ingredients that are more um skin loving and more um like great for the muscles mm-hmm. and things like that yeah because a lot of them like there's ones you always see that are like in little plastic um cases and they have them at ulta and like sephora and stuff yeah. and they have like a black label on them but they're making soda some sort of bubbler, which is usually a, um, a sulfate, citric acid, and fragrance, and that's it. Yeah, like, so it's literally just just bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> but ours has calling clay, and we put um, Epsom salt in there, and we yes. have oils that are good for your skin. Yeah, safar oil, yeah. I will never... So keep... I oh, sorry, sweetie, keep going. Oh, yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, even... Companies like Lush, which are very like, oh, we do all this fabulous stuff. They still use really harsh um, sulfates in their bath bombs, and they don't have to, but they do. And it's just, it's just how they get bubbles. But bubbles are just for show, and nothing else really does anything. Yeah, and it's not that they don't work. They do work, but they don't really. There's no benefit to them. They're just like the fizzle on that. But sometimes not having enough of those like key ingredients like the like sapphire oil like the mm-hmm. um like the preservative that that keeps the colorant from staining your tub 
um, like our bath bombs like skin. have like yeah or your skin too. But our oh. bath bombs have like an eighteen minute fizz time, like about, <laughs> and it, it's fun because it's like a little show. Um, yes. <laughs> and and it's it's hilarious. It's <laughs> sorry, I can't. But um, oh it's fun because it's almost like a little show because um, like we do put embeds in our bath bombs, um, especially the coffins too. So like whenever you do put them in the bath, if you let them float, they'll actually shoot colors out yes! and eventually like explode, which is super fun. Oh my God. I've been having to like film mine. I need to send them to you because they're really bad TikTok videos. But yeah, the toxic one was so freaking gorgeous. I, I mm -hmm. could not get over. I just sat there like, oh my. I literally just watched the whole thing dissolve before I even got into the tub. Mm -hmm. My husband's in there going, babe, uh, not the point at the moment. You need to... I'm like, no, it's too pretty. No, because I love that one. I did not expect that from the name Toxic and Dark Olive Green Color. Yeah. I did, well, we, were, we, we always get a little iffy about certain colors. Because I'm like, hey, let's do yellow or orange. She's like, no, it looks like... <laughs> and like people like yellow yellow's pretty um so like a lot of times we tend to go for like more of like a, a like reddish yellow or something something more a little more vivid yeah because i was shocked when the uh the coffin one i had went yellow oh yeah i was like whoa uh, yeah i can't tell them it's like science anytime i put one of those in the bath i get way too <laughs> exactly. excited and Are i can't believe how me? like you were saying with your guys's how like literally my skin is so soft for like a week afterwards it's insane mm. i've been kind of that's obsessed with it too. huh as if that's great to hear too because we, we um ember really does a lot of uh, research um i'm more like the artistic mind behind some mm -hmm. things so like I'll, I'll be like okay well let's try this color and let's do this and let's paint this this way um so like a lot of the hand painting and stuff i'll do but a lot of the formulation and like what makes the products actually work really really well is from Ember's research and like down to the like key ingredients he'll look up what each one does how it reacts to the other ingredients in it um what maybe a more beneficial like substitute would be for certain ingredients um so that way we have a really nice quality product that's awesome no I even I've even gotten my husband who is not Mr. Self-Care in any way shape or form but I've gotten him addicted to your guys's products my big burly redneck dirty man is obsessed <laughs> with them anymore so we're definitely going to have to order more with the way we're going through stuff at this point it is fun because like uh, a lot of our fragrances i feel uh, or that we at least try to kind of uphold is make them very unisex mm -hmm. so that way people don't feel like weird for like using something that maybe has a little bit of a floral scent because it has a little bit of spice in it as well mm -hmm. uh, or a more airy scent like we just try to keep it all open and like even when it comes to like the collections that we have people are like oh is this your men's section and we're like not technically i'm like but like men do tend to lean towards these scents yeah. <laughs> but it's not like required and especially when it comes to things like uh or topics now like gender identity and mm -hmm like uh, pronouns, things like that. Like we feel it is important to be a bit more like gender fluid mm -hmm. with our products. And even us as people, we tend to be a little bit more gender fluid as bro-y as we look right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I love that. Um, I was good. Oh, if you had to pick, I know this might be hard, but if you had to pick absolutely your one 
favorite thing you guys have created, what would it be? It's like picking between children here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the um, Ivy Hollow Coffin Bath Bomb Ooh. is um, one of my favorites. Just because um, it smells really, really good because it smells like rain and dirt. Um, and then also makes the water black, um, which is awesome. And also seeing the colors just shoot out. Um, plus making the, like, um, actually decorating them is usually super fun too. Cause I just splatter them with some mica to, to give them a little bit more image. I just make a mess <laughs> with glitter and mica. Um, but, um, uh, but those are, I, I would feel those are the funnest to make, but they, they're also, um, like my favorite scent. Um, we've actually been looking to, um, expand like our macabre collection a little bit more because it does seem to be more popular, um, for people. So like soon we are going to be coming out with, um, a couple like new items, maybe even fragrances of the macabre sense, um, since people um, have been liking them. That's awesome. I mean, that, that's the stuff I buy. Do you have so. new soaps? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have an Ivy Hollow soap now to match the coffin and an Arcane one to match the skull. Oh. And those coming books as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll actually have those at the next event we're doing. Yes. Which is the event? Yeah. Uh, well, the next one's going to be um, this coming weekend. I don't, well, we'll see if we have room. But okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, have, <laughs> we'll try to have them at both events. So we'll have them at the uh, flea market, the pumpkin metal flea market at the... The Black Sheep. The Black Sheep, and then the Ivy's events. Yeah, because uh, the Pumpkin metal flea market's on the um, 18th of this month, so next week. So okay. I'm not sure if... This will come out before then. But. It will. This will be out <laughs> Thursday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, so it'll be this um, this coming Sunday on on the eighteenth. Um, it's from uh, one to six. Yeah, and yeah. they're gonna actually they actually are gonna have entertainment this time. Yeah. Nice. Because we didn't get that last year. <clears throat> and then um, the next event that we're gonna be doing is um, at the Colorado Springs Event Center, and it's gonna be um, in on May first and second. Um, oh, the Oddity Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Oddity Show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which, you, which you'll be there too, and then so will, of course, Andrew. I actually will not be vending at this one this time. Oh, no. no. I thought I had other shows, bigger shows signed up, and then they didn't happen. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm going to come visit. I'm going to be a. I'm going to be a patron. Yeah. Ooh. Just gonna shop. <laughs> Which is not good for my budget, but you know. We might be able to get you a ticket though, so we'll Ooh, talk. I would take yeah, that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing it this year. I feel a little weird, not gonna lie. But I we feel like we actually did pretty good last year with it. Um so and but also it's like the, the one of the like f- the first like I guess full on event that we're gonna be doing since we did the last one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did good in October, but the first one in May, I did not do good at. And I think that's because most of my stuff is kind of seasonal mm-hmm. with the hats and stuff. So it's like, eh, eh, we'll wait on this one. Our friend's cat did really love the poppet that you made, though. Aww. Or that you that you were selling. They were yeah. so cute. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, they love that thing. They, they take it around everywhere because they have like four cats. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> I have two, and I had to give them each one because it was not going well. Mm. Cats are jerks. I don't know why. She's going to be back here in like five minutes. Sorry, Tandra. So, <clears throat> I'm totally cheated. And you guys are going to be the uh, featured artists in the Baltane subscription box, which I'm very, very, very excited about. Can you tell us what you're making for the box? Because you told me 
and I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so we are making um, an emulsified sugar scrub, um, and it is in our fragrance um, "Dance of the Dryad," um, which is. Um, uh, oh, okay. Let me let me find notes because there's a lot. I was gonna say, what what is a sugar scrub? I like a emulsified oh, sugar scrub. I've yeah. never heard of that. Well, sugar scrubs are really good, especially now, like that we're kind of switching seasons. <laughs> so we do good sugar scrubs, not just oil and sugar, because it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Of, I don't understand the point of that. Here, put all this oil in. Just scrub. It's just it's stupid. Now use soap. <laughs> It makes no sense. The, the nice thing is that um, with the change of the season, too, like people's skin change, of course. Once it starts getting warmer, it starts getting a little hotter, um, people will have a little bit more skin buildup, especially like dry, dead skin from winter. So the emulsified scrub is going to be good because it's going to help to moisturize people's skin as well as, well as relieve any um, dead skin. And a lot of people do like more um, one-step processes now, like so, uh, like like kind of little combination um, products. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the kind of ideas behind the sugar scrub is the fact that it's uh, like a lotion and a yeah, scrub. So basically oh. when you first put it on, it's, it's still very um, scrubby. And then as you work it with water, it actually starts to turn to soap and then it'll actually turn to a lotion. And then you just rinse it off and that's it. And you feel nice and smooth. And that's happy. so cool. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do a demo? Did we do a demo on Instagram? Uh, okay. Once upon a time. No, 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 no. That was the that was the other scrub. That no, was the winter candy apple. One. That was no, no. That was, it was still a little of it. Scrub we did. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the dryad is lavenders, apples, and oak woods. Oh. Yeah, this smells really good. No, I am so excited. You have no idea. I'm just like, I can't wait. Yeah, and they're going to be big, um, eight ounce, um, low profile jars. So mm -hmm. like, they're like the the like shallower ones, but they are wide. So nice. that way, it's easier to get the product out for people. Yeah, and then they also have little flip top bits. Yeah, so you can flip it. Oh, I love it! Yeah, that makes me happy. And a little scoopy. And um, it's actually going to be like. It's going to be um, newer packaging and newer labeling um, from our old scrubs and also a larger size from our old scrubs. Um, and we're actually going to be coming out with a full line of different fragrances and stuff. So it'll be a great introduction into that. Wonderful. Look at you exclusive. I know. I feel so special. Oh, my God. And I'm, I'm hearing all about it before it comes out. It's all kinds of, like, in the know now. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get the we're, we're all about our reveals. Yes. Yeah. I, I love the reveals. Is that, is that? So, we have um, Fables of the Arcane. Oh, that's so cute. Probably backwards. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, not for me. Okay. And then, um, of course, they open. So, that's the soap inside. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Looks like a fun fan. Yes. <laughs> Another one is Tales, Tales of <gasps> Ivy Hello. Oh, because that's the one you were talking about. I might have to get that. So that's my husband's color palette right there. Oh, I love the colors. Different green. That's a nice, um, it's like a one inch bar of soap. No, I was shocked when I opened it because I really didn't realize what it. I didn't understand it was soap, and I opened it later, and I was like, "Oh, 
Oh! They're just like, look, mine. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I, I kind of did. Because they are really cute. Because I got all the bath bombs, so I thought I got another bath bomb. And then when I opened it, it was like, oh, I use that like almost every day. I love my, my salmon soap. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And plus, it smells good. Like, we, we, had, we had a customer once tell us, she's like, I go into my bathroom like every now and then just to smell the soap. Because <laughs> oh. it smells so good. I, I totally did that for a while with all my bath bombs, so I totally understand that. <laughs> Not gonna lie. We do that in the workroom sometimes. I'll be like, oh, like, uh, oh, but of course, most of the time, like, once you walk into the workroom, you smell, like, everything. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like fun, though. It is. <laughs> you are a terror. Um, anyways, so yes, I'm very, very excited to be working with you guys on this. You have no idea. I'm so glad that our darling Andrew, who was, was he last week? No, he was a couple weeks ago now, Uh was on the podcast. So we get to shout out that dork. I adore him. Yeah, he's adorable. (laughs) But um, the whole point of the podcast is, I personally think promoting friends, but also talking ghosty stuff. Mm, I love ghosty stuff. Everybody loves ghosty stuff. Well, it's funny because I'm like, have you ever had a paranormal like experience or want to talk anything like that? And you said, yeah, and gave me no other no other information. So I'm like, I'm I'm like, I'm so excited for this. You have no idea. I'm like, I know nothing going into this, and I love it. Well, I think we we've had our own separate ones. Um, With me, it was a lot of my like family. Um, I guess I'll start. (laughs) <laughs> so um i remember whenever i was younger um like uh we had a so i grew up in south texas mm. um i'm the youngest of six okay. um so there's like a lot of us there um i've i've always been very like empathetic myself like as far as like if somebody is not feeling a good way around me then i'll start feeling that way too mm-hmm. um which is like weird and it kind of brings me down and i'm like are you okay <laughs> And then we were like, what, why? And then they're like, oh, okay, this is happening, and this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Um, but uh, my sister was, um, she had an experience whenever we were younger um, to where we had a, it was a Lady of Guadalupe, like, um, shrine mm-hmm. in our hallway. Um, and I remember uh, her telling me once that, um, like, she had ran to my mom crying whenever she was young because she said, like, this, it's telling me bad things. Ooh. And that's all she kept saying. And as a kid, of course, kids usually, like, they don't usually make up things like that too often. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, way back, like, before the internet and all that. Well, not before the internet, but before the internet was more of a prevalent thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Lady yeah. of Guadalupe, too. I'm like, where do you get a negative <laughs> exactly, idea to come yeah. up with that? Holy crap. Okay. And it is it is strange. And also, like, it's it was it was interesting because she was like, yeah, she's like, it, it keeps telling me, telling me to do bad things or telling me bad things. And... Like, my mom was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, it's weird. And she's always had a bit of an attunement with things like that. Like, she's had, like, severe deja vu to the point where she gets, like, a nosebleed because she, like, feels like she has been there before. Um, and I've, I've had that on occasion, too, to where I tend to, like, feel like I'm like, I lived this moment already. But, like, it's, like, severely, like, remember by detail. <laughs> wow. Um, kind of thing. Um, or even like like um, reoccurring dreams as well mm-hmm. is a, is another thing that I've um, had a lot of like the same um, houses in the same areas like um, that I've never seen before um, all of a sudden like they're just constantly reoccurring 
um, in my mind. And I always, always, every time I have like a vivid dream, because I have like explicitly vivid dreams um, to where I remember everything from like the color of the floor, what I was wearing, who was with me, what was happening. Um, and so I always end up looking it up and I used to type it all out. I, I think I still have some old files of like complete, like, like scripts and storylines of <laughs> dreams that I've had. Wow. Um, and I even tell him sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is weird and this is happening and I don't know what's up. Um, but yeah, that's like, I feel most of the like kind of creepiness that I've had of, um, aside from like some like subtle things, I guess, as a kid, like to where, like just seeing things out of the corner of my eye. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I was just paranoid, but, um, I do believe that like there is possibilities of things. And uh, even as a kid, I always tried to, to think of like, how can I come back as a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember like one thing as a kid, I would always, I would always tell people is they're like, Oh yeah. So if I die, I want to be cremated, but then I want to be like mixed into some clay and made into a doll. So that way I could like possess it if I could. And that way I can just come back that way. <laughs> so I'm still attached. And like, ever since I was a little kid, I've always said that. And I'm still kind of like, it still seems like an okay idea. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's fine. Ugh. I don't do dolls, and I actually have someone on my Instagram that follows me that has a haunted doll boutique. So she's always uh, sharing the doll pictures, and I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> I love dolls. I've always loved dolls since I was a kid. I, I used to. That was my first like occupation that I wanted as a kid. Like I was like, I want to be a doll maker. I want to make dolls. <laughs> This is like some past life stuff coming up here. You had to have been like a doll maker in a past life or something. That... Probably or something. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Then Ember. I don't know. We just, um, growing up, we just always had the tales and stuff, but all of our, uh, all of my family is from, they have Mexican ties, so they, there's all the bujeria and the voodoo yes. type of area stuff. So a lot of that everywhere. And you know, we would, um, you know, deal with the Day of the Dead and the Pale, um, the pale Death. The oh, White Death. Yeah, White Death, yeah. Mm-hmm. And things like that. So that's just where all the interesting stuff came from. And then I would watch horror movies when I was really young and thought they were hilarious. I watched The Exorcist when I was five, and just thought it was the best movie ever. Mm. So I just really like seeing all these creepy things and stuff. They just make me feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) That is an interesting thing, too, though, is, like, in, like, Mexican culture, and especially, like, Mexican, like, Catholic culture or religious culture, there's a lot of superstition. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they believe in everything. They believe, like, okay, no, 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 like, yeah, bojo, like, we're going to rub this egg all over you, and then we're going to crack it, we're going to see what's in it, and, like, that, that'll determine, like, if we got rid of it or anything like that, which is fun to kind of explain to people, because then they're like, that sounds crazy. I'm like, don't it! <laughs> Isn't that strange? No, <laughs> we're used to it. Uh, what is the white death? So I'm apparently very Hispanic, we found out recently so i'm trying to discuss or figure out a lot of more of the you know brujera and the uh other roots like that yeah um i think it's just white death or lady death i know she has another like she has a name that's in spanish as well but i can't remember what it is Uh, yeah but um essentially the idea of her is like like the mother of like life and death of creation because she's a woman 
And she's usually portrayed as like um, she has a female body, she has a cloak, and um, the face of a skull. Oh. And um, most of the time, she's, she's supposed to be holding the world. Then she's holding the world in her hands. Um, and so, usually, she's white holy death. White holy death. That's what it is. Oh. So and is so it Santa Morta? She's like kind of portrayed as like the giver of life, but also the taker of life, and like kind of the purveyor of of creation. Okay. Is it yeah, Santa Mor- Morita? Say it again. Is it? I'm I'm going to butcher it now because I'm like any other time you asked me I would get it right, but is it a, a Santa Mor Morita Morita Morda Morda? Santa Morita. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't believe yes, so. Yes. Oh, she is. Santa Morita. Oh yeah, Santa Morita. Oh yes, yeah, she Morita. is. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I just said that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the other funny thing, the other interesting thing is she um, started becoming a very, um, like, because in Mexico she's worshipped a lot, but Mm -hmm. she became a very strong deity for um, the LGBTQ community. Really? Yeah. So they actually worship her more just because of that. She just, because she, I guess, um, encompasses everything. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Hmm. I think it's actually interesting because, like, my I guess my first run-in with her. Yeah, there's a <laughs> um, there's a shrine of her. No, we can see it because this this works. But it's basically no. <laughs> I was gonna say send it to me. out but i get the idea you kind of think of think of her as like the virgin mary but a skeleton yeah (laughs) basically but but my um my first run with my my first run with her was um like uh whenever i was really young my mom went to the shop um in our hometown and it was interesting because it was two older um older um uh, Mexican ladies, or possibly Mexican and Spanish, because uh, we're in South Texas, so it could have been either or. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they had this shop, and they had a lot of like just kind of raw ingredients. So they had rose water, they had like herbs and stuff like that. And it was almost like a metaphysical shop, but like it wasn't really broadcasted as such. Okay. Um, but it was interesting because in the back corner they had um, a whole bunch of cabinets full of. Um, like people-shaped candles, uh, different colored candles of um, playing cards, how to tell your fortune with the playing cards. Um, it was all in Spanish, so of course I was like, I don't 100% know what this means, but <laughs> but I could kind of feel something from it, and I was like, yeah. all right. And in the back, I remember seeing there was a curtain um, that led to like a back room, and I remember looking mm-hmm. back there, and there was a lamp that was a giant globe with, um, uh, with the um, Lady Death on it. Uh, like are holding the globe and so she had like the body of a naked woman and she had her cloak on and then she had a skull face and she was just um like over the world and there it was a lamp oh apparently. wow but i was just like i want that it looks so pretty like i don't know what it is but it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um but i was literally like maybe like three or four at the time i was really really young oh wow uh, 
So it's funny. I, I have asked my mom about it, and she's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. We never went to that place. And I'm like, Mom, I was like, it was, it was a thing. I remember. <laughs> it was very influential. It was, honestly. It still sticks in my mind today. Yeah, she doesn't She doesn't represent, because she's not a Catholic symbol, because, of course, that would be kind of silly. But she, um, she's actually more of like, she's more like a prosperity goddess type of hmm. worship, because... Um, she just basically assures your, um, she helps your well-being and she helps health and, um, things like that and negativity, but she also helps assure your path to the afterlife. Okay. So that's why they worship her. Um, so like she usually has a scythe and a globe, so the scythe is supposed to help cut negativity and also connect her to being the Grim Reaper type of thing. And then the globe is supposed to symbolize death's dominion over everything because everything dies. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you said that was your first running. Can I ask what other ones happened? Um, I, I feel it was more like in the future, just like learning who she is and kind of how it corresponds to like I feel like my life kind of is because I do tend to be more of a positive thinker I tend to try to look at the positive things in other people but also try to do my own like good in the world as well so um like the rest of the experiences were more so like after like kind of learning who I was and what I was into because especially um in high school of course um I dabbled in magic and it was um mm -hmm. funny because like I, I had some friends who were into like angel magic um I had other friends that were into black magic yeah and then um I myself was kind of teetering the two to where I was like I know if I do anything wrong it's gonna come back to me but like I do want to help people because I feel like that would come back to me as well and I've always been a bit more of a like um, solitary practitioner in anything that I've done before. Cause like I was, um, like I did go to church, of course, young, I mean, mm -hmm. especially since my family was like former Catholic, um, it was important for us to go to church and stuff growing up. Um, and then I was like, okay, like, well, this seems similar to this, like, as far as like, like casting spells and praying, you're still yeah. asking for that, that or asking to receive this thing and kind of promising that you'll work towards it. And then, so, putting that effort in after kind of casting it into the universe um, is kind of a similar kind of thing, which is, which is what made it interesting looking at different like religions and different um, ways that people have of either praying or casting spells or, or um, forms of ritual that essentially it's, it's, it's like just projecting your, your thoughts and feelings into the universe and then working to bring that back and earn it back. Um, and I feel like that works both positively and negatively. If you put out negative energy into the world, you're going to get that back. If you put out positive energy and try to help people, you're going to get that back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, in my life, I feel like that is how things have played out over time. And after learning who um, she was, I did feel like that kind of gave me a bit more guidance. Of, I was like, oh, okay, like that matches up with like <laughs> what I've been thinking this whole time. And now I know who this strange woman I saw in the shop was. <laughs> and and so it, it, there was a bit of clarity to it because I was like, that's who I'm talking about. Because I would tell people about it all the time, about seeing that, that lamp um, or that statue in the shop um, whenever I was a kid. And I was like, I don't know what it is. Nobody could ever tell me what it was. And then finally coming across it, like, it was like a confirmation of like, I knew I saw it. I knew it was a thing. And like, even if it was a dream, like, how would it be something so material? Like, you know uh -huh. what I mean? Like something that's actually a, a being in the world that people, other people know of and worship, essentially. Wow. 
So, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I don't even know what I, I feel about that. I came on with a cold and I can't, re I can't think of questions. Um, oh, you're fine. No, I, I, I kind of had the same thing. I have other uh, people that, deities, I guess, that have come to me when I was a child and didn't know who they were. And then drawing them as a children and being like, look at this cool thing I did. And then realizing later, oh, that's who that is. Because she, yeah. she kind of popped up in one of my little kid drawings one time. Nice. So it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So, so I, I totally, totally I totally, Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I, that's all I was saying. I, was, I totally oh. understand that. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's, I don't know, it's interesting because like Ember and I both had our own, I guess, like separate experiences and mm -hmm. also separate, I guess, takes on like different things. And it's always weird because like I have people ask me, they're like, oh, well, what are you? Like, are you a witch? Are you uh, like Wiccan? Are you Neopagan? Are you like um, more like into like druidy, druidry, druidry? Now I can't do it. Um, Shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, like, I don't know. I, I've never really, I guess, pegged myself into a specific thing. And I've always been one to like, constantly evolve and constantly mm -hmm. learn like because there was a chunk of time where i was like okay like i'm gonna do an altar and do the whole nine yards and then of course i did that growing up um and then um just over time becoming an adult living with other people and not really have the comfort to do that i was like okay well let's put everything in this little box and this is my little spirit box and then so i had my different elements and my Aww. different charms and certain things that i would keep in there um and then um a lot of my jewelry is very like significant to me because i'm like okay, well, this means this to me. Um, and so that's why I'm going to kind of hold on to it and keep it for me. Because, like, I have a little dragon pendant. And it's, like, one of those ones where it's, like, a little pewter, like, sculpture with a marble on it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like everybody <laughs> almost has one. Uh, but my grandmother actually got me that whenever I was about um, 14 or 15 uh, before she passed away because she died from breast cancer. Uh, but she had it three times, and the third time she passed. Um, but before that third time, she had gotten me that necklace. And so, like, it's been, like, one of my favorite necklaces to wear. Um, and one that I've always kept with me from moving from Texas to Colorado to anywhere else. It's, the, like, one of the one things that I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I have this because it's important to me. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like it matters where it came from. It's the, like, in the other word, it's, it's the connection that you have. Yeah, the emotional, like, attachment, yeah. essentially. Like, my first pentagram came from Spencer's, for God's sakes, in the mall. <laughs> so, I still have her. She she hangs out. I don't wear her too much more, but... Actually, mine did, too, because it, it has a little red jewel. And it's <laughs> yes! Like, it's this big, and it, like, has little spiky things on the side. Yes! And it comes yeah. down in the front? Yes! Yes, and it See? comes down to a point. Yeah, yes! That's, that's the exact one I have. Speaking of, you know, having ones that everybody else has, I think everybody, I feel like, went through that same pentagram phase, because I've met a few of us that have it. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me giggle. And well, it was fun, too, because whenever I met Ember, like, he had a lot of, um, a lot of metaphysical books, um, and different, like, kind of guides, and things like that, and it was, it was fun, because then as we became friends more, and, um, met more like it, I was like oh cool like and then so he kind of became a mentor to me at first a little bit because I mm -hmm. I didn't have that much access um back in Texas mm -hmm. to 
like as much as I do um, or did after moving here. Um, and of course, anybody that I met really, I didn't connect that way with. And then whenever we met, he had he had the books, he had the knowledge, he had the know-how, and he also had like the knowledge of different religions, which I thought was interesting. Um, and it does become fun, I feel, to have like more like philosophical or um, theological conversations. Because um, even whenever I do hair and stuff, like I, I kind of do the same thing, especially if people do kind of, on occasion, they'll see the way I dress and be like, oh, like, have you heard of Jesus Christ <laughs> kind of thing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have. And this and this. And I'm like, have you heard of like paganism? And like Satanists are pretty cool. Like, have you heard of like their kind of doctrine and their code and all that? And so it's fun because I try to start the conversation to be more like open minded about it and, and to maybe help them be a little more open minded if, if they need to. Um, but I honestly don't feel like it's our job to be an educator. No. Um, because I mean, if, if, if there's a point to like, if somebody's not willing to learn, there's no point in teaching, but mm-hmm. I will, will kind of dangle that bait to be like, well, if you're going to, if you're going to tell me about yours, I'll tell you about mine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep it as a broad conversation because I feel like that's the easiest way to keep it neutral without being offensive. No, I love that. Usually when I get approached, I just kind of do the, uh-huh, yes, whatever you say, and, like, go along my way as quickly as yeah. possible. Just walk straight through them. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I gotta go do a thing. Because I get it, I, I've gotten it quite a bit at the Renaissance Festival. And I don't wear my pentagrams or anything out there. Because I'm working. I'm representing my boss out there. But even, like, uh, um, I have a triquetra, the uh, trinity knot for my husband. And he had, uh, I've had it for years, and somebody had to stop me and goes, you know what that means? And I'm like, well, there's lots of interpretations over the years of what it could be. And then I, I didn't say that out loud, but I'm like looking at this woman trying to figure out which one it was going to be. And the next thing I know, she told me it was Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I'm like, oh, that's new. (laughs) Yeah. I just sat there, shook my head, and went, that's cool! It's so, like, um, like much braver than I. Like, <laughs> people will see them and be like, oh, like, it's the devil! <laughs> and like, no, it's it's not. Like, you're thinking of the inverted side of it. But, like, yes. a lot of times people will see just the pentagram and be like, it's bad. And I'm like, is it? How? <laughs> I... You just carry it across. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Someone died on that. Someone died on that. Someone died on my pentacle. That is true. Not today, anyway. (laughs) And this is how we get burned at the stake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I hope it wasn't too painful. No, terrible. I think the anticipation (laughs) was was worse. (laughs) Yeah. What's going to happen? Is she going to ask us things we don't know? And we're like, oh, is this going to be a quiz? Is it going to be a quiz? No, what, what is your favorite, uh, oh, what's your favorite horror movie? Um, Since Amber brought up loving horror movies. So, The Exorcist is my favorite, but also Hellraiser. Nice! But only the first two. The rest of them are no. stupid and don't exist. The other ones don't exist. No, that's just some lame cash grab. So the first time I saw The Exorcist, it was on TV, so it was heavily edited. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, this this is this is kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. It it's not really scary. Why did this scare the hell out of everybody? 
And then just recently, like, I think right before uh, lockdown, I watched it again. Because I was watching, like, the the weird stuff that had happened during filming. Because there was a lot of weird shit that was going on. And uh, so I was like, wait, I don't remember that part of the movie. When the hell did that happen? So I had to go back and watch it. I was like... Well, I can see where people got a little bit upset about this. I can see that. My favorite story about the Exorcist is from my mom. And apparently, her and my aunt, which they're twins, they went to go see the Exorcist when it opened in the 70s. Nice. And they had left my brother and cousin with my grandmother in a trailer. She was, she was actually reading the Exorcist book. And mom had apparently started a load of laundry and then they left to go to the theater and when grandma was reading the book she got to the part where the bed was shaking and then the washer went on to spin cycle <laughs> and started to shake the trailer so she wasn't too pleased about that <laughs> <laughs> i mean that that's like the most wholesome exorcist story i think that exists let's be honest that's so sweet and then she spent the rest of the night yelling at my mom for doing that <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> That's precious though. I love that. <laughs> Don't but, say with me growing up like I I saw a lot of horror movies growing up, but none of them really, I guess, uh attached to me as far as like like slasher fix and mm-hmm. flicks and stuff like that. And it's funny because the exorcist I actually hadn't seen until I saw it with him, like um after we first met. Because I was like, Oh, I don't think I've seen it, or at least I don't remember it. And it's funny because like most of them I, I didn't remember much from because I saw them at such a young age. Yeah. So I know who they are. Um, but then uh, I guess as I was getting older, like um, I did like more psychological, like horror or psychological thrillers and stuff like that. So like The Cell was really fun. And Ooh. it was really one of my favorite ones because it kind of went into um, like uh, personality disorders and stuff like that, um, which made it interesting. Um, and like I don't know, and also the costume design and set design, and then the makeup and everything was like really exciting yeah. for me too. It's <laughs> like Rob's Joker's Dracula. Mm. The costuming and everything is really pretty, and yes. I like a lot of Asian horror movies because they're not filled with jump scares, which I find absolutely irritating. Yeah. No, I can't. Jump scares aren't my favorite. Not because they're just like I hate to say it, they're kind of predictable sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's just cheap and it's not scary. If you want to scare me, make me want to not, not want to walk into a dark room or something. Right. You like, oh, something's just going to like, pop out of me. Like, just, I still cover my eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, I know he, it's coming. He knows it's coming, I know so it's he'll coming. start doing this. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that, because you just get into the, the feel of it. There was actually a, a God, I can't remember. It was several years ago now, but it was a del toro movie that came out but it was something like are you afraid of the dark or something like that yeah. mm-hmm. do you yeah. remember this because no one remembers this story or this movie the books, the books yeah yeah and it was just those like were those were um those were good i like the fact that he did most of the characters practically yes it made the like the the pale woman more creepy because she was actually a real person in a costume slowly walking towards you and the um what was the broken man i think he was the only one that was kind of cgi most of the time but they're all still pretty creepy no there's a different one i'm gonna find oh, it yeah, one? this is a, this is like 10 years ago 
at this point, and it's I I honestly haven't seen that one because I need to, and I I need to find someone to watch horror movies with. My husband does not like to do horror movies. Amber likes horror movies. I'm like half and half. Like I do most of the time, but I I get paranoid sometimes, especially because he <laughs> watches a lot of like the like. Like was it the Nukes top five like um, like mm-hmm. ghost videos on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's cool though because they're like found footage things. So like either stuff he finds on the internet or stuff people send into him from like CCTV, um, nice. like horror and stuff. Like it's really really interesting. Um, and it is cool because sometimes it's like super unexplained, and you're like, what's even happening? <laughs> Aha! Don't be afraid of the dark. I think is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Because, like, no one here talked about it. It was one I actually got to see in theaters with my husband, which was hilarious because they kept jumping at everything. But it's kind of like, it's almost like they're not really ghosts. It's more like they're uh, getting yeah, attacked by yeah, Faye. Yeah. Katie Holmes is in it, which was kind of weird. Because oh. <laughs> he hadn't seen her in forever, and all of a sudden she's in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I know that, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, who's, like, why is she here? Yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> that was the most confusing part of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else to ask you guys. Okay, what is your favorite, Ember, since you like ghost stories, what is your favorite famous ghost story? Famous ghost story? Like urban legend kind, or... Yes. Just in general, like, a ghost story I remember the most. Both. Either. <laughs> um, I don't know, I, I think the ghost stories I like the most are the, like, the two-second ghost story ones. Like, they, they, it's, it's funny, because there's, like... I don't know if it's And some of them were even just joke things, but they're not particularly scary. Like, one of them was just, um, so-and-so was very intrigued by the uh, letter that he got underneath the door, especially since it was from the closet. <laughs> what? Wait. Or, what? <laughs> or, like, the story of the girl hearing their mom call him downstairs, and then they go out to go, like, see what it is, and then they hear their mom again in her bedroom saying, I heard it too. Don't go down there. And things like that. I just like the little quick make you kind of think they're like they're called two sentence ghost stories i think yeah huh i might have to yeah, look they're, those up they're fun they're creepy so now i'm like wait wait i think is this one my my friend colleen was telling me about maybe not now i don't remember i'll have to bugger or like um there's another one where like the Dad is tucking his son into bed, and his son says, you know, check into the bed for monsters. And he's like, oh, okay. So he does, and then his son is underneath the bed saying that there's someone in his bed. Nope. Not okay with that one. Yeah. I I like those because they, like, I like seeing a lot of the shorts, like the shorts that um, are on YouTube, the horror shorts. They're a lot more interesting than most full movies because full movies, they have to pad so much nonsense into things. Mm-hmm. And eventually you just get bored or you figure it out. But with these, they're short enough. They're like, some of them are like only 30 minutes long. Yeah. 
them are only 15 minutes long, but they're so much more interesting to watch. And some of them are so much more creepy because you're just like, well, what happened now? Okay, now I can't take a shower. <laughs> right? I <laughs> know I can't do this. I went down the rabbit hole on one of those. The one and only one I've ever done because it was too much for me at the time. But it, uh, it was a bunch of, um, like, teenage boys that went out driving down a road. Mm. And I guess this, like, blew up on some of the paranormal groups because there was this discussion whether or not it was real, whether or not these guys actually survived. It was this really weird thing. My thing was they obviously uploaded the video, so at least one of them had to survive. But um, but it was them driving down like this haunted road to go ghost hunting, basically, but being obnoxious teenage boys about it, and because um, they were like breaking stuff along the way and like the horrible what you should never do in a horror movie because it won't end well for you. Yeah. Mhm. And you know, the road kept changing on them when they were trying to leave. Like they had this car that drove past them, like the same car like three times and then there was like they drove to one part and it ended up being a tunnel and then they're like well that's not right we took the wrong turn so we, they went back but there was no other way to turn it was just it was weird because it was like a week that it like blew up like a lot of the paranormal groups mm-hmm. and i'm like no this is totally fake but it was like one of those it like it stuck with me because i'm like hmm Mm-mm. I know it's fake, but <laughs> so they like, get like attacked in the car, like closer to the end. Isn't there like a guy in the tunnel? Yes, yeah, he has like a trench coat on or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We know. We've seen I, it on I, several I, times. I so feel that it, it's not real. I mean, where would the footage come from? Yeah. Seriously, if they all the killer uploaded it, it. <laughs> the but I think it's intriguing enough at how it worked. It's just kind of like when the Blair Witch first came out, and everyone's yes. like, "Oh my god, is it real?" Like. How did they get the footage? Yeah. <laughs> like, if they're, if you just stumble upon it? No, of course not. That'd be weird. <laughs> no, though. Like, also, why would they show these things? I don't know what's going on. But I have, okay, so I want you to go to YouTube when you can. Okay. I want you to look up the channel for Alter, A L T E R. Oh, Alter, duh. I can spell. Yeah. And I want you to watch the other side of the box. And I want you to try to watch the doll maker. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's good. It's like it. I feel like I should do this on the podcast group. Make everybody watch it with me live. Yes. <laughs> and the nice thing about like the doll maker is only nine minutes long. Okay. Really good. And um, the other side of the box is, I think, around that same time. Mm. But yeah. And, if you can handle disturbing, you can also watch The Smiling Man. I don't recommend it if you have a weak stomach because it's a it's a bit much sometimes. Okay. It's just it's a bit much in the in what exactly is happening, and you kind of feel really sorry for the little girl that's in it. But <laughs> okay. yeah, it's it's pretty creepy. Okay. No, I I my thing. So I have to tell you, my thing with dolls. Don't like dolls. Um. For a reason. Uh, my grandmother, um, not the one that's been on the podcast, my other grandmother who passed away several years ago, bought me this doll. 
you know, like every little, everybody, every child got a doll, you know, and, um, she looked like a porcelain doll, but she was plastic and kind of had a knitted little dress, you know, whatever. After my grandmother passed, I swear to God, this doll would move in places. Like, it'd be one of those, you know, I was very pristine with the way she was presented, especially after grandma passed. I was going to make sure she was sitting perfectly on the bookcase, looking nice. And then I would walk out of the room and come back, like, hours, days, whatever, later, and notice her head was turned and looking out the door kind of thing. And uh, one time I watched her eyes flutter and I went, you are going in a box. And that's it. And it's amazing as a child how many uh, of my friends had stories like that with weird doll things. I uh, I had a dear friend in college who had a porcelain doll collection. And I mean, I way too many freaking dolls. Like they filled up three fourths of her walls in her kids her childhood bedroom. Mm-hmm. And all different shapes, sizes. They were, hmm. uh, but for her um, uh, bachelorette party, we stayed at her parents' house. And don't get me wrong, there was quite a bit of alcohol consumed that night. <laughs> but I remember she was in her bed and there was me and then uh, the other bridesmaid, you know, camped out in bed together on the floor and she had always told me because her house is painfully haunted and it's one of those you just walk into the basement you just feel like somebody's staring at you Mm -hmm. and she's always told me the dolls move and stuff and I'm like this is my horror movie I'm not okay with this so no matter how drunk I was I could not sleep in that basement and I swore I heard things moving like at one point I swore I heard the Mm-hmm. And they didn't have dogs or cats. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay here and make sure nobody gets stabbed. <laughs> but I can't do dolls. <laughs> dolls are just not my thing. And I think since that. So I'm like, the fact that you love dolls makes me love you even more. Because now you're like dangerous to me. <laughs> I always liked, I, I never had issues with dolls, but it's mainly because I like, um, I always think of the Japanese ideal of things. So, like, in Japan, in their culture, they believe that anything can have a soul. Mm-hmm. So that's why robots are always more human-looking. Or if an artisan makes a doll, then chances are it has a soul. They gave it a soul somehow mm-hmm. just because they put so much into it. But... Um, I always, I, I never worried too much about dolls because I had a lot of friends who had grandmothers that collected way too many of them. Mm-hmm. And I do find them untrustworthy on occasion because they don't <laughs> stop staring and I don't like that. But I always think of just like, okay, if I'm nice to you, you'd be nice to me because I know how to get rid of you. That's a good way to okay. put that. I like that. Yeah. Just put it like, out there. Like don't bother, that. bother everyone else. That's fine. I won't help them. <laughs> If that's the deal, that's fine. I won't interfere. Do what you want. <laughs> I was going to say, the worst doll one I ever had were freaking Furbies, which aren't really dolls. 
Well, furbies are demonic. Oh my god! <laughs> it was terrifying because we were at a friend's house spending the night, you know. Whoa! Whoa! Girls, you're going to be in trouble. Um, but, uh, you know, sleepover, like, fifth grade. Everybody's camped out on the floor. Apparently I need to stop sleeping on the floor around dolls. I just realized that. <laughs> and I was sleeping next to the birthday girl who just got, like, she had her... Like, first-gen, whatever, Furby. And then she had, like, the brand-new, like, baby pastel Furbies that came okay. out. Mm-hmm. And in the... her Again, her house painfully haunted. Um, actually, on the podcast one time, our other friend we grew up with was talking about how they used to do Ouija boards and had really bad reactions in the house. But, um... Middle of the night, nobody's doing anything. The Furbies wake up and start talking to each other. But they're saying shit like, I think they're asleep. And the other one's like, I think they're asleep too. And it's like, what? That's the only one I remember. But it's just like, no. No, that's danger. That's danger, mother. They gotta go. Have you ever seen a Furby without its face? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They're terrifying. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, my dad accidentally killed my Furby. No. no. Um, my my darling big red neck of a father. Uh, we had it. My grandmother had to buy them for uh, me and my brother because they were the Christmas present of the year. Like, yeah. we had like generation three or four, but uh, it was out in the living room, just kind of hanging out on the banister. My dad gets up at like three a.m. to go to work and. He lets the dogs out, that kind of thing. And he had the front door open, but the screen door shut. And he walks out into the living room. And the thing freaking wakes up and starts talking to him. Scared the crap out of him. And only thing he could think of was to chuck it out the door. (laughs) Right into the uh, screen door. And it caused it to have a stroke, basically. So only half of it worked. So we had to put it out of its misery. <laughs> but yeah, like half the like I think a dog got a hold of it too, so like half the face was all goofed up and poor Furbies. Yeah. They don't have a chance. Mm, not anymore. No, thank God. No, I'm done. I'm done with Furbies. I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna check out these videos. I have a feeling I'm gonna regret it. But um. Thank you guys so much for being on. I can't wait to get products from you. Well, I mean, for the boxes, but also for myself, because now that I have the husband addicted, we're going through them pretty quick, so. I'm going to make him actually come and pick some, because I got him the beard oil from you guys, but um, now that he understands what it is and what he's looking for a little bit more, I think he can go shopping a little bit better. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Thank you guys. I have another movie for you. Okay. Scene host. Scene host. No, it's just H O S T. Just host. Okay. The movie's called Host. Yeah. Oh. Host. Okay. It came out in 2020. It was done by Shutter. It's really good in the way they made it because they made it during quarantine. Oh. And it's interesting because it deals basically with a Skype call. Like what we're doing right now, except it's dealing with the online sp- 
spiritual type of seance Skype call. Mm-hmm. How to make me never do a Skype call again. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's hilarious because there, there's been weird things that have happened with the podcast already. So, like, I've gotten, like, weird EVPs recorded, which is kind of fun. Um, uh, I had a friend in Salem who uh, um, had just come out with a book. My friend Sandra, she did um, a book about tea leaf reading, and I had her on. Because she's in Salem, and I'm obsessed with Salem. Adore Salem to pieces. And she was telling me she always has an issue with Bridget Bishop, who was one of the women killed during the witch trials. And anytime she talks about her, something happens with, like, the audio cutting out, or uh, the camera's getting screwy. So she had to tell me these stories. I'm like, well, that's really cool. I went back to edit her podcast. And it didn't record anything about her talking about Bridget. Oh. <laughs> it made this weird high pitch like frequency noise and just went dead. Ugh. And then it made the weird high pitch noise and it came on again like five minutes later. That's hilarious. So that's why I technically cheat and do both. I do the Skype recording mm. and the podcast recording because I had to go through the um, the Skype video and just record her bit for the podcast so the sounds a little bit screwy but if you don't know you can't totally tell but yeah it's i've gotten evps i've gotten weird uh um orbs and shadows already don't know if i want a horror movie about it (laughs) if you watch it you'll know what not to do yeah so it's like it's like a psa Okay, now I'm intrigued enough. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for being... I'll see you guys soon. Oh my god, I'll see you yeah. guys... What? I can't believe it's like halfway through April. That kind of surprised me this morning. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I've been rebooking my clients at work and like oh. I do hair. Yes, yes. Uh, and so um, I've been rebooking them and they're like, okay, I want to come in June. And I'm like, June? I was like, oh yeah, that's only like two months away. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I can't. I'm like, mm. Mm. like even with like some of my shows coming up, I'm like, I have all this time. Oh, oh, no, I don't. That, that's how you were. He, he was like, when does she need the scrubs by? And I'm like, I think the seventeenth or something. something. <laughs> so that's why I asked you. I was like, when do you need them by? <laughs> I mean, we can we can push it a little bit, but yeah, I'm just like I looked at it. This weekend, and I was just like, oh, oh, because I, you know, I, I work on the boxes basically as soon as the other box goes out. But this time, I'm like, I have all this time, I'm so far ahead, and now I'm like, you're not ahead, <laughs> yeah. you need to get going. So, well, I was thinking, I was like, because I know she'll probably need to take pictures and stuff too. I usually do, yes, I try to get them yeah. out as quickly as possible. Some pictures I don't get out. Because sometimes there's surprises, or if you cheat and send me pictures, I use those. Because I have learned that people take much better product photos than I do. <laughs> but we take. We'll yeah. have him take product photos. Fine, he'll have me take product photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I mean, I I'll get some nice ones, but I I still wouldn't trust me if you're good at it. I would I recommend the, you to the do thing it. is, 
the dance of the dragons card that you're getting for the boxes mm -hmm. isn't gonna exist on our website for a long time oh uber exclusive mm -hmm. yeah i love that i'm gonna write that down uh i keep having these weird pauses i feel so bad but yeah <laughs> I mean, that, that's about it. Thank you guys for being on. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you guys uber soon. Next time I won't be sick, so we can actually see each other in person. <laughs> and we do have some um, VIP tickets for the um, Oddities event. Yay! So, if I could steal one, that would be awesome. Yeah, we can bring them when we bring the scrubs. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it's great seeing you. I see you guys later. Yes, bye-bye. Let me hit all the five million different buttons now. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm almost there. A big thank you to everyone out there listening today. If you like the podcast, please make sure to tell your friends about it. If you want the show to keep going that really 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 helps uh, a big thank you to the wonderful gabriel and ember for being on you can find more of their stuff at a littlealchemy.com if you are interested in the baltine boxes check out my website www.bogator.com if you have a ghost story you want to share, don't forget to drop me a line at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com. You never know, you might end up as an interviewee on the podcast. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please subscribe to the Patreon page. You can do it for as little as $2 a month. That's not a whole lot, I promise. Remember, we are doing our live event today, tonight, so that is going to be so much fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. And that's it for the show today. I'll see you all next week on my Haunted Life podcast. Bye!